do you know this company? Yeah, that's my competition. I didn't know that they were tech savvy. I didn't know they were coming up on Google. I'm like, are you mad? They're like, yes. I'm like, good. I want you mad. We've got to stop being the best kept secret. We've got to get you in the game. Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I'm Seb Gupta, your host and principal consultant at Digital Transformation Consulting Firm, Elevate IQ. The manufacturing community is genuinely gifted. And one of the best kept secrets that the world of Google needs to know. Manufacturing conversations are typically limited to the four walls of trade shows and have a limited presence on newer marketing channels. The digital world isn't any different from the physical. There's only so much digital land you can own before it becomes too expensive and competitive. First movers will have an advantage while the laggards will struggle to grow their businesses. In today's episode, we have our guest Kurt Anderson from B2B Tail, who touches on why growth extends beyond sales and marketing. The revenue needs to be profitable. He shares his personal story of growing his e-commerce business. Unlike other companies, he has had tremendous success in increasing revenue but struggled to make it profitable. He also breaks down critical terms that finance and operations executives need to better understand marketing and the digital world. If you are a manufacturer and curious about growing through e-commerce, this episode is a must listen for you. Let me introduce Kurt to you. Kurt Anderson founded an e-commerce company in 1995 that was ranked three times on the internet retailer magazine top 1000 e-commerce companies. Since selling that company, Kurt has served as an e-commerce consultant targeting manufacturers. Kurt is the author of Stop Being the Best Kept Secret and founder of B2Btail.com, an e-commerce resource guide for manufacturers. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hey Kurt, good morning. Welcome to the show. Sam, good morning. Thank you. What an absolute honor, privilege to be with you. Uh, this This is a thrill, so thank you very much. Okay, I'm super excited to talk to you as well, because obviously you have a very interesting background. So before we start, let's talk about your background. And I don't know if my audience is going to be familiar with you. Some people might not. So would you like to share your journey? Sure. Uh, boy, we'll, we'll make it short. So uh, I, uh, I'm an e-commerce consultant. So my firm is called B2Btail, and it's an e-commerce resource guide for manufacturers. And uh, my, my story goes, I had a wholesale business in the 90s, and man, I was struggling horribly. And my accountant love, loves to declare that I was the worst client that she had ever taken on at that time. And I was running out of options and ideas of how to turn my business around. And then in uh, 1995, this thing, e-commerce came along, and it was a, a super long road after that, but uh, turned things around. And um here I am today. So e-commerce has been a game changer for me, and I'm just uh, very passionate, and it's my mission just trying to help companies, in particular, uh, manufacturers on their e-commerce journey. Okay. So before we get deeper in your journey, would you like to share your perspective on on growth? What does growth mean to you? Yeah, great question. So 
with that question from my perspective. So again, kind of, you know, I kid around, but man, I was, you know, young, it was easier growing sales. I was not real strong on the profitability. And once I kind of figured out that whole perspective and just the powerful elements that e-commerce brings to your business, it really turned things around. So, you know, it's very easy to grow in sales. I'm going to say easy. It is easier to grow in sales, but you know, for entrepreneurs, just focusing on that bottom line, profits, creates those growth opportunities. Growth in sales doesn't always generate profits, but profits can certainly help you generate sales. Okay, that's a very interesting perspective because that is not something I hear from my guests and and also from my clients. Typically, their challenge is, is growing sales, obviously. But I mean, I would definitely like to learn a little bit more why it was easier for you to grow sales, but you found challenges in growing yeah. profitability. Great question. So let's say, uh, so e-commerce. So I, uh, you know, I started doing like, like um, I was doing search ads before Google was even on the market. That's how long I'll go back. And again, uh, you know, small, you know, this is back in the, uh, when the internet bubble hit and I was spending like $6,000 a month on, on uh, search ads. And Yahoo was the main uh, search engine at the time. They were fed by, uh, it was called Overture. That was the auction. Or I don't want to get too deep, but so uh, Yahoo was was the was the main search engine, say like 2000, 2001, and I was spending an enormous amount of money, you know, at that time for my small business. My accountant didn't know what you know the internet was new, e-commerce was new, and he was like, you know, what are you doing spending all this money? On, what is this thing, Yahoo and search and so on and so forth? So I could spend a ton of money on marketing. I could hire sales reps, or you know, businesses can grow sales by spending money. But, you know, as we uh, back in the Internet bubble or a lot of times you hear about that burn rate, when I just when I finally figured out how to stop the burn rate and just have more effective marketing, more efficient marketing and more impactful marketing, that's when the opportunity was to grow profitable sales. So I don't maybe I shouldn't use the word easy. So I don't want to say sales are ever easy, but unprofitable sales are a heck of a lot easier than profitable sales. So I had a running joke. I would say. Hey man, I could sell my dollars for 97 cents better than anybody. So Sam, unless you were selling yours for 96 cents, nobody was beating me at selling my dollars for 97. Well, I can only sell my dollars for 97 cents for so long or I'm going to run out of dollars. When I finally figured out going on the other side of like highly focused profitable opportunities, that's when I really could, the business exploded and had really nice healthy growth and a good balance sheet, good bottom line. So that was much more refreshing and rewarding than high growth sales that where I was at a high burn rate. So that's my that's my deal there. Yeah, I could not agree more with respect to your uh, you know comment about unprofitable sales. And, and I don't know how many manufacturers are are really man- matching that. They might measure that uh, I would say at the balance sheet level, and they might know the overall picture, but I don't know if they measure at the channel level. So that's a very interesting insight. But before we get there, uh, you know, since my audience is more of the operations and finance folks, and they might not know terms such as search ads. So can you talk a little bit more about what search ads is, how they work, and if somebody is starting in the e-commerce space for the first time, what they need to know about search ads? Yeah, awesome question, Sam. So so search ads, you know, so now in 2020, you know, I, I guess I'll make the assumption that we all use, you know, Google, Google's a verb, Google's you know, part of our daily lives for, for most folks. And so when you do that Google search and say you're, uh, you know, we're looking for shoes, a restaurant, a travel experience, maybe a college for, you know, yourself, kids, what have you. 
when you do that search, that page is going to be populated. You know, back in the 2000s, Google, it was, you know, when you did a Google search, it was just text. All you saw were text. Well, now Google is facing fierce competition from marketplaces like Amazon, Alibaba, uh, all sorts of uh, social media sites, Pinterest, Instagram, and they are flooded with images. Well, we're so visual. Google now has so many images, videos, content, as you notice when you do those Google searches. Many of those products and many of those images on a Google search now are ads. That's how Google makes their bazillions of dollars. That's how Google is, you know, a coveted stock to own. They're very profitable because of the service that they provide, the solution that they solve for you while you're doing that search. So anytime you do a search and you see the word AD, that little black, and it says ad, that's how Google makes their money. And what's happening is a company wants to be positioned to be found. So again, Sam, if you and I were selling uh, shoes, we wanted to uh, target shoes, very, very broad term, super expensive. Again, probably not profitable. We might be, go broke trying to compete with uh, Nike or Adidas or what have you. But if you and I were selling pink running shoes with purple shoelaces, very specific, and we were targeting that keyword, what, uh, an effective strategy for you and I we would uh, maybe post those images of our pink running shoes with purple shoelaces on Instagram or Pinterest or other social media sites and hope that Google grabs that. So now we would populate in that search. Because it's a more specific product, we might have better success with our Google advertising. And what it is, it's called a pay-per-click model. It doesn't cost you a penny to, come to appear on those ads. The cash register brings whenever somebody clicks on that ad. So again, from now on, if, if, that, if this whole process is new to you, when you do a Google search, look at what's going on in the page and just look for ad. We'll say Google ads. Folks are bidding to be in that position. If it doesn't say ad, that's what you, when you hear SEO or those organic keywords, those free words, that's organic. So just without using a visual, that's kind of my audio version snapshot of the difference for Google organic. Those free ad, free position uh, listings on Google compared to those paid listings. Was that helpful, Sam? Yeah, it was very helpful. In fact, I mean, see, I actually want to uh, touch a little bit deeper into that, to be honest, related to the competition aspect that you mentioned. And uh, I think I was having this conversation with Joe from Gorilla76. Uh, he runs the marketing agency. And we were having the conversation about having or owning this piece of internet uh, real estate. And we felt that manufacturers are so behind in terms of owning this piece of internet real estate. But you mentioned the, the, the interesting keyword here with respect to this intense competition between Amazon and Google. And in my opinion, manufacturers don't own any of that piece of pie. So tell us, what does this competition mean to manufacturers and why they should own the piece of pie there? Yeah, love it. Love this direction. I kind of geek out on this. And so I, I do these things called e-commerce opportunity audits with manufacturers. And this is exactly what we hit on. So if you're tipping your toe into, for a shameless plug, uh, my book, the title of my book is Stop Being the Best Kept Secret. And the reason I called it that, and I'm, and I'm sorry to incorporate the book, but every manufacturer I'd call on, you know, it was like early to like 2010, 11, 12, I'm like, hey, tell me about your business. Tell me about your manufacturing operation. Like, oh, we're the best kept secret. We're the best kept secret. We're word of mouth. We go to trade shows. Our sales reps go on the road. Well, 
I always felt like, man, being the best kept secret is not a great marketing strategy. And we would kind of kid around about it. So I heard it so often, I ended up, you know, that was the title of the book. So the challenge that I find with so many manufacturers and who I, uh, you have the OEM, the original equipment manufacturer, they have a finished good, a proprietary product, who my book, and I do a ton of webinars, who my, my preach that I'm, the message I'm trying to deliver is to that custom manufacturer that feels left out of the e-commerce party. They like, I don't have a proprietary product. I don't fi- have a finished good. E-commerce isn't for me. I can't go on Amazon. What do I do? So that's so that my diatribe to get, let's de- dig deep into your question. So many manufacturers do what? They bend metal. They cut steel. They 3D print. They fabricate something. They make something for somebody else, particularly those custom manufacturers. However, what they have is they have a proprietary process. And that's the sweet spot that I love to talk about with every single custom manufacturer. We need to exploit your proprietary process. You've been doing it for years, in some cases decades, sometimes for generations. And problem is you're still the best kept secret. So let's go into that search process. So if I'm like so many manufacturers, you go to their website and their capability, they'll have their capability page, which is super common. And it'll say CNC machine, fabricate metal. Bend metal, cut steel, da da da. If I do a search for CNC machine, it's like you and I trying to target shoes. Like it's just like you know, if I was like Sam, I want to come up first page on shoes. You're gonna be like Kurt, dude. I if you guys could see me, I have no hair. You're gonna be like Kurt. You have a better chance of of growing hair than coming up on first page of Google for shoes. That's the exact same thing for like CNC machining, fabricating metal, 3D printing. What we have to do, we have to talk about. Who do you bend metal for? Who do you cut steel for? So when I talk to a custom manufacturer, honest to goodness, you see like the light bulb go off because they're like, oh, well, we're in aerospace and we do CNC tooling for turbine engines. Bingo. That's your key phrase. It's not CNC machining. It's CNC machining for turbine engines. That's your sweet spot. That's your strike zone. It's so now we have a chance to come up on that first page on Google. Either the bids are going to be so much cheaper uh, on the Google ads, or there's virtually little to no competition. And whenever you do a search on Google and you see ad, you see like a blog post from 2011, 2014, or something completely random that's not relevant, it's telling you that Google is starving for information. They're begging you, please give us some content to put on that page. So what I tell every manufacturer, dude, we've got to do a video. We need to put throw up a, uh, a blog post. We need to do a post on LinkedIn using that keyword CNC tooling for turbine engines. And now we're going to stop being the best kept secret. How does that make sense? It does. In fact, I mean, see, I love the way you describe these things because that is something, uh, you know, I have not had with my other guests, to be honest. So, so I'm loving this conversation right now. And by the way, I mean, since you mentioned your book and, and, and I love the title of your book, two reasons. Number one, it is super catchy. Stop being the best kept secret, right? It's catchy. But the best part about I, I love about your title is it's so real. Yeah. <laughs> it's just there. That is, the, that is the, the reality of manufacturers. <laughs> you tell me how many manufacturers are present on Google, how many manufacturers are doing e-commerce, and if they are doing, are they really successful? You tell me, Kurt. Uh, well, <laughs> you know what? I'll, 
<laughs> I'm going to be polite, Sam. So what I, when I, uh, when I do my webinars, I call it play. I'm like, you know what we had, uh, I want to be half full. We call it, we had an online identity crisis that we needed to resolve. And that's my polite way of saying, dude, you, you really have a really poor presence. And what it is, it's either, um, when I, when I do my workshops, I have a three pronged approach. And what it is, it starts with, we need to make that great first impression. I have like a cutesy word. I call it web pression. How do we make that great first web pression? You know, we want to wow that you're, we want to dig deep into your persona. Okay. That ideal dream customer. And when I do my, in my book and in my workshop, I, I just to kind of like, I try to make things memorable. So I kid around. I'm like that ideal dream customer is your soulmate. Your bait, your website is basically a matchmaker and we are seeking soulmate. So like before we got on a call, Sam, you know, one of the first questions, like, you know, who's your sweet spot? Who's your target? You know, I could have said, Sam, you know, who's Elevate IQ's soulmate? And you gave me a really nice description immediately. So like now I know exactly who you're targeting. So many manufacturers really struggle with that. They get caught in that. I call it the entrepreneurial curse. We try to be everything to everybody. And what do we end up being? Nothing to nobody. You have to niche down. You have to focus on your core strengths and, and stay. And I'm a big baseball fan. Stay in your strike zone. So we want to make that great first web pression. When that soulmate, that ideal buyer lands on your website, does it connect? Does it resonate with that person? Okay. Number two, stop being the best kept secret. We want to dominate and attack the search engines. And we just kind of covered that in our previous uh, spot right there. And number three, I talk about, okay, let's get on the offensive. And that's where I've talked about, you know, using LinkedIn, using social media, and most importantly, the marketplaces. I'm very bullish on, you know, I know you've had some podcasts and you're very bullish on, you know, work with Amazon. I do a lot of work with Alibaba or any of the other manufacturing uh, marketplaces. There's, uh, I've had success with DigiKey, Zorro. So you want to just focus and figure out, you know, where is that soulmate? What problem do they have? How can we solve it as quickly as possible? How can we be found and just resonate with that great first impression as they land on your website? Okay, so I love the, the term web pression, to be honest. I mean, that's definitely very interesting. It's memorable, as you mentioned. And I think I can relate to it uh, way back, I would say, you know, when I was... Uh, coming out of school and um, I wanted to get some career advice and they said that, you know what, your first impression is the last impression. Okay, so you got to uh, wear a nice dress, uh, you got to show up on time. And if you do that, then the other things will become automatically easier. So I think you are touching on the similar aspect. Would you like to touch a little bit more on that? Why that matters to manufacturer, why it is so important and how they can get there with respect to having a good web pressure. Absolutely. And, and, I, and that, like this conversation is a perfect example, Sam. So, you know, uh, you reached out to me. I'm super honored. What a privilege. I look up your LinkedIn profile and folks, I strongly encourage you, invite you, welcome you. Check out Sam's LinkedIn profile. It is, Sam, it is just so impressive. You've had, you know, at a, at a young age, you've had a really rock star. You know, I know we throw around that word, but you've really had a, a nice uh, career so far. And that's the thing is like people do business with people. You know, we'll talk B2B, we talk uh, B2C, but now you're, you know, this is an original on my part. You're hearing more and more. It's human to human. So you and I had a nice connection. I went through your profile. I was wowed immediately. 
I'm like, man, what an honor and privilege that Sam is is circling out to me. I'm dying to have a conversation with you. Now we're kickstarting off a nice trusting business relationship that hopefully that we're going to grow together and bring in, you know, maybe work on a project or clients together. It's the same thing for that manufacturer. And here's here's a great example. And I, I don't like to disparage anybody, but I had a uh, I had somebody reach out to me, and I and again I do a little e-commerce audit. And so just as I'm doing with you, I, I you know who's that ideal dream customer? Who's your soulmate? You know, and I want to I was enjoy having fun, so we have a little fun with that soulmate comment. And they went deep, man. They're describing you know we make this this cutting edge widget, this part. It's in a vehicle space and. Our persona, our soulmate are like dirt track racing, motocross. I'm picturing like guys, you know, mud all over the place, the helmets, the pads, you know, flying over, you know, da, da, da. We go to their website and there's like a a Ferrari on the, uh, you know, is their landing page. There's a Ferrari with no call to action. And I'm like, man, no disrespect, but like I have a whole page of, you know, I'm old school. I still write. I have a whole page of notes of of the persona, your soulmate that you just described to me. And I don't want to say that people that, that ride motocross, but it's typically a younger age that they're not driving Ferraris or a, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollar vehicle. But I just don't see the disconnect with what you just described to me. It's, there's a, a total disconnect of, of what you described, no call to action, so on and so forth. That's a perfect example of like what manufacturers, they they they're not marketers. They've never needed to be marketers. So this is out of their strike zone. It's out of their wheelhouse. They just need help. And so they just want, they just need a, a, a better tool and better strategy of how to communicate when you land on that webpage to make that great first impression of something that speaks to that soulmate with a nice call to action of like, I'm here to help you solve that problem. Yeah, exactly. And I love the code that you keep, uh, you know, repeating, stay in the strike zone. And in fact, I'm actually going to go back to to the LinkedIn profile, um, you know, that you mentioned. I like to stay to my core. We are ERP. We are digital transformation. We are going to be describing ourselves in just one word. And we are going to be repeating ourselves all the time without getting bored. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And the same thing goes with you as well. I mean, see, when you describe yourself, you are, I'm e-commerce for manufacturers. That's who I am. That's who I'm going to help. And that's exactly what we need from the manufacturers as well. I don't know how many manufacturers can describe themselves in, in, in one word, but that one word is essential for their success on e-commerce. Would you agree with that, Kurt? Absolutely. And in, in what's in, in to in share this. So I have a, a colleague that I work with. Her name is uh, Allison DeFord, and she has a firm, a company called Felt Marketing. And as a matter of fact, we're, we just we're rolling out this super exciting Alibaba digital sprint uh, e-commerce webinar series. We just uh, launched it yesterday. She's speaking on uh, next Tuesday in this Alibaba series. She's one of the funniest human beings on the planet, and she's also one of the most powerful speakers. And she's done a, uh, we've done a couple of workshops together, and I just watch the expressions of people. She describes this thing called the wee wee syndrome, especially for manufacturers. And what it is when you land on a manufacturer website, back to talking about that great first web pression, there's the wee wee syndrome. And what it is is you go to the capabilities, and it's we deliver on time, we make great product, we are high quality, we've been in business since 1920. We do this, we do that. And she calls it, we, we, we all over ourselves. And then we never once make it about the customer. 
And the fact of the matter is, whether we like it or not, people really don't care about us. They're thinking about themselves all day long. They have problems. They have stress, personal, family. We're in COVID. They want to hear from you. How can I help you? What's going on in in your world? What's going on at your business? If you're essential and you're cranking, is there a process? Do we have a preparatory process that we can just knock the ball out of the park with you to help solve your problem? What can we do for you? And that's a big. That's a. And I do LinkedIn workshops. And again, you look at LinkedIn profiles, and you know, I always, I strongly encourage. Let's try to avoid or prevent using the word the letter I or me. And if you're a manufacturer, let's stop the wee wee syndrome and let's make it all about them and what value you bring. And, and, and it almost shortchanges the per, that person's LinkedIn profile or that comp, that manufacturer website because they they've been crushing it for decades. They do amazing things. And again, it's just how do you better communicate on the website? And it's really an easy. I want to say uh, you know again, it's a it's a potentially simple fix of just making it about the customer. Okay, amazing. So I'm loving this conversation, to be honest. I mean, uh, you know, the way you are describing things and uh, the kind of insight you have, it's it's phenomenal. So I actually want to go back to your book again. And uh, obviously, we test a bit. So let's say if I'm buying the book, Kurt, what is what are going to be my three learnings that I can expect from the book? Three learnings. Great question, Sam. So So again, what I do, so the book, when I do webinars, I break them down into three sections. So, but, but with that question there, I'm going to break it down one step further. So again, how do we make that great first web impression? How do we stop being the best kept secret and be found in what I call it? We want to dominate search. And, we're, and when I say dominate search, where is your soulmate? Now I have a teenage daughter. So if I'm trying, if I'm targeting her, what's interesting, she, her generation is not on Facebook. So if I'm trying to target, you and I are selling our pink running shoes with purple shoelaces. We're not going on Facebook to target teenage girls. We need to go somewhere else, Instagram or what have you. So when I say dominate search, you really need a laser focus. Where is your soulmate hanging out? And again, get on the offensive. But let's talk about manufacturers one for one second on the e-commerce side, especially that custom manufacturer. Those that feel left out of that e-commerce party. And this is what I break down in the book. What first I go into all the incredible benefits of e-commerce that again. 25 whatever years ago when I got in e-commerce that you know all of a sudden people buy 24/7. I always preach how can we help that customer make a buying decision on a Friday night at midnight without having to wait for us to open up the doors at seven o'clock. Warren Buffett always preaches you've got to figure out how to make money while you're sleeping. And if you're always living, you know, if your only hours, uh, your billable hours are during, you know, nine to five, we're not making money while we're sleeping. That's the power of e-commerce. What I break down in the book for manufacturers, and we'll run through this quickly, is first like having, and again, we touched on it, that that strong, healthy call to action landing page, that great first web impression. These big forms that we have to fill out. I use an example in my in my workshops where I'm like, Let's just, you know, uh, I do a thing where it's like submit a drawing. Let's just get the party started. I'm not asking for your firstborn. I'm not asking for your social security number. I don't need to know a ton of information. Submit it, you know, in manufacturers, we need a CAD drawing. What, what do you want us to make? Let's get it going. Number two in that custom manufacturer space is how can we convert manufacturer direct e-commerce opportunities? When you shorten that supply chain, inc- magic happens. Great opportunities. 
Number three, touched on this earlier, I call it how do we scale your proprietary process where that manufacturer, they have the equipment, the machinery, the skill set, the knowledge, the raw material, they have everything in place. They make this one little widget for one company, one industry. They're the best kept secret. If we could help them figure out how to break out of that and tell the world that, hey, we make this little widget. Is there anybody else on the planet that can use it? That's how we can scale your proprietary process. And then I go into like a little, um, how do we customize your experience? And we've created this configurator tool where customers can now build their own product and it provides them an instant quote. So that's my diatribe, but that's kind of the, the preach that I go through with those custom manufacturers. That's the message in the book and the workshops that I do. Okay, amazing insight there. And I would probably love to go deeper into that, but I think, you know, we are running out of time and I have a couple of questions that I definitely, definitely want to cover, um, you know, as part of this conversation, just because you have an amazing insight. So uh, one question that I like to get everybody's advice on is, uh, you know, really, I'm, I'm playing a manufacturer here, to be honest. So let's say if I'm a manufacturer and I am used to going to trade shows, I know that I meet people in person there. I have that personal connection and I get business. I may not be able to measure, but at least I'm comfortable because, you know, I know what works for me and what does not. Now, obviously, Kurt, you are pro when it comes to marketing, e-commerce, doing Google SEO. But as a manufacturer, I have this fear, the fear of uncharted territory the fear of sort of the comfort zone. I want to stay in my comfort zone because I'm comfortable there. So as a manufacturer, what would be your advice to overcome that? Yeah, awesome question, Sam. And, and here's, a, here's a funny story. So I do these e-commerce opportunity audits, I call them. Just did this one this week, custom manufacturer, nice, nice size company, been around for decades, very successful. Again, you know, just what you described, hit with, with uh, trade shows, this manufacturer, they because the trade shows are gone, they did it virtually. The the uh, trade associ- association did it virtually. They did this trade so the the team, their sales team, did the the virtual trade show. This is a great story. Last year, they did X number of sales, and it cost them say X. This year, they went to the exact same trade show virtually. They did the exact same amount of sales. It cost them a fifth of X last year. Exact same number of leads, it cost them a fifth, 20%. It was an 80% decrease of expense by doing the uh, by doing it virtually. And the sales reps sat at their computers. They worked all day when people popped into their little booth, then they talked to them, then they went back and, and, and so they were more efficient through the whole day. So here's a case where they were forced to do this. They didn't have a choice. What I do with manufacturers, a lot of times, and again, running out of time, I'll pull up, I'll do a search. And what really lights a fire is if organically or their competition is paying for an ad, that's what triggers a fire. And I'm like, are you, I'm like, do you know this company? Yeah, that's my competition. I didn't know that they were tech savvy. I didn't know they were coming up on Google. I'm like, are you mad? They're like, yes. I'm like, good. I want you mad. We, we got to stop being the best kept secret. We've got to get you in the game. Yeah, amazing. And again, I would love to go on on that conversation. I think we we need to meet often, Kurt. Okay, I love this conversation, but I mean, we are definitely short on time here. So I would like to know if there is anything that we have not touched about your book that you would definitely like our listeners to know. 
You know, I'll, I'll make this super brief. So uh, 2015, I had a great co- client manufacturer, 100, about 100 employees, and they made massive, massive weldments. A customer found them. I, we have no idea how. And I, they became my client after this story. Co- a company from, Min, uh, from uh, Milwaukee came to visit, took a tour of the facility, was here in New York, totally wowed. They landed a six-figure project. When a gentleman was walking out the door, he said, I almost didn't come visit your facility because your website was so bad. If that happened in 2020 and he can't, and that, that buyer couldn't come to take a visit or a tour of that facility, he just went somewhere else. So in 2020, that didn't happen. How, just think if you lost a six or seven figure bid because you chose that, what you touched on that fear of like upgrading my website, making that great first web impression and stop being the best kept secret. They'll spend a quarter million, half a million dollars on a CNC machine or a new piece of machinery. You know, they struggle and have resistance of spending a few dollars on a Google ad or a new website. So it, it can be very scary when you look at it from that proposition. Okay, amazing. So just in closing, Kurt, I think the key message that I got from this conversation is going to be stay in the strike zone. And I think that resonates with your, um, with your books team as well. Do you have any closing comments? Sam, first off, thanks, man. What an absolute honor, privilege. I know you and your team at Elevate IQ do amazing work. And so I am thrilled that you and I made a connection. I can't wait to you and I work together. And I just want to share with you, your audience, we offer a free uh, webinar series every Friday on uh, at 1.30 Eastern time. It's called Manufacturing E-Commerce Success. Next Friday, we have Brian Beck who wrote, wrote the book, Billion Dollar B2B E-Commerce. He is a rock star. We have high-level speakers every single week, totally free. We knock it down for 30 minutes. We have a great time. It's on LinkedIn Live. Uh, Folks can connect with me on LinkedIn and get information, but we'd love to, and again, just delivering that value to help the manufacturers get through COVID. Okay, Kurt. So, you know, you call everybody rock star, but in my opinion, I think you are a real rock star and and you are super humble. That's what I love about you. Well, thank (laughs) you. Okay. It's been super fun. I love this conversation. I thank you for your time, Kurt. You have a wonderful day there. Hey, thank you so much, Sam. What a privilege. Uh, Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up stuff from our guests, and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to know further about Kurt or B2B Tail, head over to b2btail.com and register for the free weekly webinar series, Manufacturing E-Commerce Success, that they conduct every Friday at 1.30 ET to help the manufacturing community. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including interview with Chase Clymer from Electric Eye, who brings a unique perspective on D2C from the angle of e-commerce toolset and Shopify. Also, the interview with Michael Bagg from AMZ Advisors, who touches on D2C from Amazon as a marketing channel standpoint. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of the WBS Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. 
For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.